For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know, guys, I've had so much to say about Mitch Keller's 2023, and I'm sorry, I'm just not done yet. Good morning to you. From Philadelphia, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Phillies 3, Pirates 2 in 10 innings. If you're down about this one, you haven't been paying attention. If you haven't been paying attention, what are you doing pressing play on a podcast called Daily Shot of Pirates? The team has played very good ball, including on this trip. The team came back from a 2-0 deficit last night on solo and scorched home runs by Brian Reynolds and Henry Davis in the seventh and eighth innings, respectively, to force the extra innings. And David Bednar gives up this just squibber. Ball must have bounced eight or nine times getting up the middle. The Manfred runner scores, and and that's the game. That's the outcome. But that's not reflective in any way, shape, or form of how they played overall. And if you've been listening to me long enough, you know that I don't exactly make excuses for these guys. They played well. Came up on the short end. Mitch started. Mitch pitched five no-hit innings before a weird thing happened to his right arm that looked terrifying for at least a few seconds. It turned out it was just a funny bone. He banged the inside of his arm off his torso on a pitch follow-through. Uh, he called it stupid afterward, and I'm not sure I would go that far, but he was happy to have been able to laugh it off. However, the very next pitch he throws gets hit out for a home run. He gets tagged for a couple of runs, and what am I missing about Mitch? Oh, yeah, right. 210 strikeouts for the season by getting six here last night. That passed A.J. Burnett for the most by a right-hander in the franchise's 142-year history in any season. A.J. sent a congratulatory tweet. And Mitch, you could tell he appreciated this one. Want to know which part he appreciated the most? Well, just listen to how I framed this particular question for the young man. How important has it been for you all season to stay aggressive, including the way you were tonight with yeah. everything? Yeah, um, that's huge. I think sometime kind of throughout in the middle of the season a little bit, I kind of lost that aggressiveness a little bit. And then, um, yeah, it's just been a really big emphasis for me, um, specifically after the Milwaukee start, was to try and just, you know, stick with my strength and, and go hard, like throw 
hard because I'm a power pitcher and that kind of sets up everything else and um, we didn't really throw anything too soft tonight I mean I think it was pretty like a lot of a lot of fastballs a lot of butters four seam two seam um, a lot of those so yeah just sticking with my strengths and, and really navigating through the lineups yeah it's never that simple. Nothing in baseball, least of all something as complex and layered and constantly changing as starting pitching, is ever that simple. However, where Mitch is concerned, what he always needed to do from the day he reported for duty in Cincinnati on his first call-up was to be aggressive. He needed to trust the stuff that he was born and blessed with. He needed to throw Oh, what you just heard from him there. He needed to be a fastball first pitcher. And he did that this season almost nonstop. You heard him reference there, if you were listening closely in his answer to me, uh, the game in Milwaukee. Uh, I was there for that one. I saw how hard he took that. And the reason he just confirmed here that he took it as hard as he did was he knew that he was being passive against the Brewers. He didn't let him see his best stuff for whatever reason, for whatever reasons that used to occur in the past. It's in the past. Mitch has become an exceptional starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's top five in innings, top 10 in strikeouts. And when you see him doing what he did over those first five innings here last night to that lineup in this ballpark, when those guys were going for a playoff clinching, which, of course, they ended up getting, that should tell you an awful lot about the level at which he's not just competing, but also producing, meaning his arm is still lively. He was routinely topping 96 miles an hour when he brought it. Now, he has a chance at 200 innings for the season, which is, as I've been sharing with you guys for a few months now, the other goal that he told me about back in Bradenton, he downplayed it a little bit last night. He needs to get six and a third innings, and it would be Sunday against the Marlins. Derek Shelton wouldn't commit to using him when I brought that up. Mitch wouldn't commit to going and lobbying for it. But if you have yourself a 200 strikeout, 200 inning season in the year 2023, you are, and I mean this in the proper usage of the term, exceptional. Because that's throwback starting pitching all the way. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Sam, who says, DK, I know there's been a lot of speculation on Henry Davis's position next year. Is it realistic that he can catch some in 2024? Well, Sam, before I answer, I just happened to ask Henry about catching here yesterday in Philadelphia. What's your stance on the catching thing? I'm ready to do anything that the team needs. Yeah, I think that'll be as we have those conversations, more catching, definitely. Um, and like, I don't, I don't care. Whatever my team needs for me, like, I love to catch and I've caught my whole life, but if they need me in right field, I'll go play. I'll do my best. If I need to catch, I'll do my best on any facet. That answer ranges somewhere between predictable, given Henry's team first answers to everything, and politically correct. Here's what I know from Henry and from Henry's camp on background. Yes, he would love to catch. Yes, he considers himself to be a catcher. Yes, also, despite both of those things, he will, in fact, go along eagerly, enthusiastically with whatever it is that Ben Charrington, Derek Shelton, and management want from him. He wants to be in the major leagues. He wants to hit. He wants to help the Pirates win. Anyone who thinks that might be an act on this young man's part has yet to encounter the young man. You're going to have to trust me that if and when you do, you'll see what I'm talking about. He's all about that. He is born with the we gene. That's W-E. He's really, really, really into winning. Now, my answer to that is, I see Andy Rodriguez and Jason DeLay as being this team's catchers next year. I don't see, oh, how do I put this? Charrington has a thing for defense-first catchers. In fact, if you carry that out a little bit, he has a thing for defense-only catchers. Andy's the first one he's ever had who can hit. Now, if Henry's back there, he's going to have two who can hit. But he's also going to have issues in trying to manage the remainder of the roster, trying to manage the pitching staff, trying to manage who plays on what days and how often, who gets the two days or the two night games before the getaway game. And from there, who gets the getaway game? Who's going to be in right field is a real and fair question to ask. I know it's not a very sightly thing to draft a player first overall and then stick him somewhere in the field because of a team need. But that's honestly how I think it's going to go. I really do. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these from here in Philadelphia tomorrow.